Justice. The pursuit of justice motivated 45-year-old Jeffrey Deskovic from the Bronx to seek a law degree at Pace University. I did not give up hope, and that's how I'm here today. Justice was denied to Jeffrey Deskovic for a long time. I look at what's around me. I mean, we're in the office of the Jeffrey Deskovic Foundation, and we're, you know, I took a cab to come over here, and, you know, we're free. There's no, but we're talking about when I was in prison, there's guards and cells and prison walls and barbed wire, and I'm forced to wear a uniform. I'm doing a life sentence, and um, it, it's hard to believe. Sometimes it feels like I'm not talking about myself. Thirty years ago, Deskovic was sent to prison for a crime that he did not commit. I was arrested for a murder and rape, which I didn't commit in Peekskill. A classmate of mine was found uh, murdered and raped. I was um, ultimately wrongfully convicted based upon a coerced false confession, prosecutorial misconduct, fraud by the medical examiner, terrible public defender. I was convicted despite a pretrial negative DNA test result. Ultimately, I was exonerated um, through further DNA testing via the DNA data bank. Uh, which not only exonerated me, but also identified the actual perpetrator who was arrested and convicted. Um, that I was wrongfully in prison for 16 years, and along the way I lost seven appeals and I got turned down for parole. Deskovic was 16 years old. He says his confession was coerced. That begs the question, why would an innocent person ever admit to something that he or she did not do? He explains how he broke down. I went to the police station. They drove me from the Peekskill Police Station. They drove me to Putnam County, uh, so across county lines, about 40 minutes away, so I wasn't able to leave on my own. I didn't have an attorney present. They didn't give me anything to eat the entire time I was there. Uh, they gave me a, a brochure with really big words in it that I didn't understand, but I thought I was there to help the police, so what did it matter? They gave me countless cups of coffee. Then they um, put me in a small room and attached the machine to me. And then he, the polygraphist, who was a Putnam County Sheriff's investigator, he was pretending that um, he wasn't a cop. He was dressed as a civilian, so he never read me my rights. Uh, he invaded my personal space, so he raised his voice at me. He uh, kept asking me the same questions over and over again. He seemed to be getting more ferocious as each hour passed. So he kept up that routine for about six and a half to seven hours. Uh, eventually, he claimed that I failed the polygraph test and you know we know what do you mean you didn't do it you just told us through the test that you did we just want you to verbally confirm it so that really shot my fear through the roof and at that point the officer who had been pretending to be my friend he came in the room and he told me that the other officers were going to harm me but that he was, had been holding them off but he couldn't do so any longer I had to help myself then he um, added if I did as I wanted that I, they would stop what they're doing, I could go home afterwards, that I was not going to be arrested. So being young, naive, frightened, 16, not thinking about the long term, just being concerned uh, with my safety in the moment. I mean, I was in fear of my life because the fact that I didn't know where I was, no one else knew where I was either, loomed very large in my mind. Um, I was overwhelmed emotionally and psychologically. Then there was, you know, on one hand there was a possibility of harm, and then he had thrown me this false life preserver. So added all up, I decided to make up a story based on information they had given me in the course of their uh, in interrogation. Um, by the end of everything, I was curled up into a fetal position. I had collapsed on the floor. I was crying uncontrollably, and so I was arrested. Despite later insisting that he was innocent, the verdict, guilty. Jeffrey Deskovic went to prison, but he never gave up hope. Belief in God was one thing. Second thing was I still thought the court system worked, so in my mind I was only doing a year or two for the next appeal, and so whenever I would lose, which I lost seven, as I mentioned, I would refocus on the next proceeding. Uh, I learned the law. 
Uh, I was to go to the law library, and, I, uh, and that gave me like a sense of empowerment. Um, I used to collect articles about other people who had been exonerated and use that as motivation. I found things to throw myself into. I read a lot of nonfiction books. I took advantage of the educational programs. I got the GED and the associates in the year towards the bachelor's before funding was cut. I did a lot of vocational training. So I think all those things, you know, combined. Uh, sports was a big was a big thing for me, both playing and, you know, listening to sports radio, watching sports. I mean, when it comes to the radio, it wasn't listening to sports radio. It was a lifeline to the outside. Appeal after appeal fell on deaf ears. I got turned down for parole. I mean, at that point, I had 15 years in. You know, and that's when I very nearly gave up. I, I, I was openly talking to my pen pal. You think I should just quit? You think I should just commit suicide? You know, but he encouraged me to keep going. Then the Innocence Project took up his case. They reexamined DNA evidence and confirmed Jeffrey Deskovic was not the killer. Forensic analysis identified someone else. The actual criminal committed an unrelated crime. He killed a second victim three and a half years later while I was doing time for his crime. Uh, he got caught for that, and that resulted in his DNA being put into the databank so that when I eventually did get the testing, it matched not only did it reaffirm my innocence, but it also identified him. And so at that point, the new Westchester DA agreed that my conviction should be overturned. Ultimately, she, she, she agreed that my... Um, all the charges against me should be dismissed on innocence grounds, and the actual criminal was arrested and convicted. Sixteen years in prison did not harden his heart. It gave him purpose. Deskovic was determined to make up for lost time. I got a scholarship from Mercy College to finish the bachelor's degree. Uh, I entered John Jay College of Criminal Justice. So in 2013, I graduated John Jay with a master's degree with my thesis on written on wrongful conviction causes and reform. After about five years, I was financially compensated and I wanted to go to the next level with my advocacy work. So I was tired of nibbling on the edges in terms of exoneration. And obviously, I had been doing a ton of education and policy work, collaborating with different entities, but I wanted to get involved in the exoneration aspect of things. Uh, so I, uh, I took a million and a half dollars from what I got, and I started the Jeffrey Deskovic Foundation for Justice, whose purpose is to free wrongfully convicted people and to pursue policy changes. So um, really quickly, we've been around for about six years, uh, and we've been able to free seven wrongfully convicted people. Next step, a law degree at Pace University. So my rationale here with going to law school is that uh, I want to exonerate others as an attorney. So I would represent a few of the clients here from my foundation. Um, but I felt like it wasn't enough anymore for me to be in the front row uh, in the courtroom. I want to be able to sit at the defense table and address the judge. He connects with his clients because he knows firsthand the difficulty of their struggles. That inspires uh, a tremendous amount of um, hope and uh, trust and, 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 and confidence. They know they know that I'm going to go the extra they know that I'm going to go the extra mile, and they know that I'm there for the right reason. And as they might put it, they, they know that I'm real. Because I don't, I don't have to do this. You know, I, I don't have to have a foundation. I, I don't have to be a lawyer. You know, whatever I got by way of compensation, if I wanted to go to a beach tomorrow and just, like, live a never-ending vacation, I'm blessed to have the means to, to do that. I don't have to work a day in my life anymore if I don't want to. But I think that that would be a tremendous waste of um, possibility of making a difference in other people's lives and making the system more accurate. And so this is why I do what I do. His clients express their deep gratitude. 
Jeff, I, I had a picture of you in my cell. I had a picture of you, and I used to wake up every morning and, and look at that and, and believe that I, that could be me too, and so I had to keep going. So there's no words for me to express how much that means to me. But he does have words of encouragement. Use what you've heard as inspiration and keep going, keep fighting. Uh, I, I did that, and I made it out, and you can make it out too. You should know your case frontwards and backwards. Look for new directions to go on investigative-wise. Learn the law. Write letters. And just don't, don't give up. Don't quit. In the Bronx, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880.